trust your gut feeling and follow your instinct. If it doesn't feel right, it's because it isn't. And give yourself the time to actually figure it out. The answer will come eventually if you keep your mind open. Welcome to Career Relaunch, the podcast focused on helping you overcome the challenges of making a major career change. My name is Joseph Liu, and I'm here to help you figure out the steps you can take to move on in your career and make your professional ambitions a reality. In each episode, we'll be speaking with people who have an inspiring career story to share, learning from the brave leaps they took to pursue something new and helping you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to make your own brave decisions that improve your career and life. You can subscribe to this podcast by going to careerrelaunch.net, where you can listen to all the latest episodes and get more useful resources to help you navigate your own career journey. Today, my guest is going to talk about relaunching her career from being an export manager in the perfume and cosmetics industry to finding her true calling in naturopathic medicine. We'll talk about giving yourself space to explore your true interests and trusting your career instincts. Afterwards, I'll wrap up with a few thoughts on the upside of career dabbling. On today's show, our guest is Audrey Lamarg. After working in the perfume and cosmetics industry for 15 years and traveling the world as an export manager, Audrey decided to take a break to find her true calling. After a few months of reflecting, getting in touch with her creative side, and exploring different activities, she decided to pursue a career in naturopathic medicine. We're going to hear how she came to that realization and how everything fell into place for her after that. She spoke with me from her home in London, England. Hey, Audrey, welcome to Career Relaunch. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your current focus on naturopathic medicine and mostly how you found this true calling. Just to kick things off, can you tell me a little bit about what's keeping you busy right now? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Well, at the moment, I'm um, starting to become a naturopathic nutritionist. And uh, I'm also working part-time for a superfood company. So that's keeping me very busy. (laughs) What does a naturopathic nutritionist do? It's a holistic way to approach um, nutritionism and uh, to treat people and to treat people in a natural way. So basically, Hippocrates said that let food be your uh, first remedy. And that's what we're doing as nutritionists. How we met was very (laughs) random. I was at a Planet Organic in London and you were sampling this really interesting stuff that I'd never seen before, which is this sort of raw superfood breakfast powder. I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about, first of all, what you do at Iswari. And then after that, we can go into what you were doing before. So Iswari is a superfood company that is originally started in uh, Portugal and Ireland six years ago. And they do superfoods. Among them, the Buddha's Awakening, which is quite a fantastic product. They've been on the market for six years, and they're now starting to explore the UK market. And I'm the person that they chose to do that for them. Okay, so I want to hear a little bit more about Iswari at the end of this conversation. But before we do that, can you just tell people what you were doing before you got involved with naturopathic nutrition and superfoods and Iswari because I was really surprised to hear that you'd actually spent 15 years in the perfume and cosmetics industry before moving into this line of work. Well, I was working as an export manager for a perfume company 
based in France and I was in charge of the Americas. So I was traveling a lot through the Americas for this company. So it was very exciting, but also very hectic time of my life. When did it occur to you that you wanted to make a change? I think I wanted to make a change years before that, but um, it always takes time to sink in. First of all, because you, I didn't feel completely in tune with what I was doing in terms of what I was selling and the type of business it was, although it was a very nice industry. And the other thing is, as you grow older, you know, the traveling, although it's still very exciting and you're still meeting uh, very interesting people, becomes also very tiring and you want to get grounded with your family and your personal life. And it's not always compatible. And you mentioned that it took you several years between the time you realized that maybe this isn't right for you and the time when you took off. What was happening for you during those few years? There's a lot of questioning going on. Am I in the right place? Should I be doing something that makes me happier on a daily basis that I'm happy to wake up to and go to work for in the morning and that I, I feel passionate about? And uh, I couldn't find a passion anymore after, I would say, after the first 10 years. So when I say, yeah, 15 years, it probably took me about five years to take the leap of faith and change the career. What made that tough? Ah, fear. <laughs> fear is the first thing that makes it tough because it's hard to actually start something that you don't know at all. And also because you don't know what you want to do. It took me time to realize what it was that made me feel happy and passionate. Can you just give us a, a little insight into how you figured that out? I mean, one of the things that I hear from a lot of people who aren't happy in their current roles is, I know I don't want to do this, but I actually don't know what I'd want to do instead. Did yes. you do anything in particular to help you put the pieces of that puzzle together? First of all, I actually took the time and I quit my job. I needed the time to think. I needed the time to actually process what it was, what I wanted to do. And this is the hardest question to answer. So I actually explored more of my creative side. I started taking piano lessons. I took uh, acting lessons. This helped me just to, you know, disconnect with the corporate world completely and open my mind to other things. I see. So you were, you were just pursuing things that interested you. Correct. Would it be safe to say you didn't know if those were necessarily going to transpire into another career? It didn't make me interested to the point that I was going to take another career and think, oh, I'm going to become a musician or I'm going to become an actress or something like that. That was something that I knew I enjoyed doing, but it was not going to push me to the point where I was going to start over from scratch in those fields. It was a very good way to spend time. And also because when you quit a job and you quit a career and you destroy everything you built in a way to rebuild something new, there's a time where you go through thinking, this is crazy. I'm going to need money at some point and I need to find a job that actually will pay my bills. So I might go back to what I knew. And so you are a bit depressed. 
<laughs> and to get over that depression, you need to put yourself out there, keep going and searching. And at some point for me, what happened is that I was exploring a lot of things and something one day just on the internet something so simple and thanks to Iswari actually because I knew about Iswari as a company before I started working for them and they had this uh, interview of this naturopath a French lady 86 years old and that was a revelation to me because she was such an inspiration of uh, how she led your li her life, what she was doing in terms of uh, treating people, how she did it. After that, after watching that video of this, this interview of this lady, I was researching how to become a naturopath, how to become a nutritionist. And everything fell into place so fast after that. It was like a matter of days. How did you know that this particular interest was more than just an interest like the piano or like acting? What made this different? It's like falling in love for the first time again, uh -huh. you know. It, it, it was a bit like that uh, love at the first sight feeling. It was really that straightforward. You felt an emotion. That's how you knew. Exactly. That was very strong emotion that drove me and pushed me to do whatever I needed to do. It was interesting because uh, it was completely different from what I had been doing before in the past. So very new, but also very familiar at the same time. How did people react to the fact that you decided to quit even though you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do next? I had two sides of uh, people around me. One side that really understood that I needed to combine not only my personal life, but also what was uh, going inside me as not being completely satisfied with the current situation in my work. And the other side that was thinking, you know, maybe I should have kept going. And uh, a lot of people actually stay in their jobs for years without really enjoying it. How did you deal with that? How did you deal with people who told you, hey, Audrey, you're crazy for leaving that behind? It is hard because inside of you, you're a bit um, torn between the convention, you know, the conformity and the craziness of actually having the guts to quit your job <laughs> and pursue something different that you don't know what it is yet. At the beginning, it was hard to convince people that I was doing the right thing. But then, as time went by, it became more clear that I didn't want to go back. And as soon as I actually realized that I wanted to become a nutritionist and nat a naturopath, it was very easy. All of a sudden, I had an answer for everything. And it didn't matter what people thought about what I was doing anymore because I knew this was the right thing for me. And then did you go ahead and apply for the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London? I applied for the college and uh, luckily they were starting the summer school the week after. Oh, wow. And so... That's <laughs> <laughs> lucky. It was like, you know, some, when things are right, they fall into place quite easily. When you were thinking about returning to school, I talked to a lot of people and they're thinking about making a career change and it requires them going back to get a master's degree or to get a doctoral degree. How did you make the decision that it was worth it for you to invest the time and the money to go back to school? For me, it was like, this is what I need to do. And uh, it doesn't matter that it's going to take another three or four years for me to get there because the journey 
will be so much fun. And this is how I thought about it. So, because going back to school implies a lot of studying, a lot of researching, especially in the field where I'm going, because I do a lot of uh, research-based assignments. I'm now reading research papers from medical doctors and from medical journals, which is quite (laughs) heavy. It is different from the business and corporate world. However, my God, I've learned so much. It opened my mind to so many other things. And I'm like thinking to myself... I knew so little and I still know so little and I want to keep learning more and more all through my life. So it's a pleasure, really. It's more like a something that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's funny how when I left college, when I graduated from business school, I was so happy and relieved it was over because probably because from the beginning it wasn't my real calling. And now I don't want it to end because every new lecturer I get or every new subject we approach is a a door open to something that fascinates me. That's really interesting, the tension between feeling relieved when something is over versus feeling excited and energized. Was there anything tough about making the transition from being a high-powered corporate employee to someone who is back in school? All of a sudden, I felt that I was doing what I was meant to be doing all my life. It was actually very exciting. It was nice to also put myself in a different position where I was taking a seat back and observing and learning and not being the one who's teaching and managing people and telling them what to do and how to do it. And uh, because it's a completely different field and we're talking about medicine because the first year is really studying biomedicine, I was very humbled by the lecturers and the, the knowledge I was getting from them. And that inspired me so much that this point right now, I want to keep studying and studying more and learning from others. Knowing what you know now, is there some sort of advice you would offer to yourself when you were back in the corporate world, not quite ready to leave yet? Trust your gut feeling and follow your instinct. If it doesn't feel right, it's because it isn't. Right. And uh, give yourself the time. Give yourself the time to actually figure it out. The answer will come eventually if you keep your mind open. I would give myself that trust and that confidence. Do you think you could have done this exploration while holding down the full time job in the corporate world? I don't believe so because while you're working in the corporate world, it takes all your thoughts. And if you want to do your job properly, which I was committed to do, it would have been difficult to leave space to wonder and think about what would have been the right thing for me. So I needed actually that free time, that free space, that time where you're actually thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with my day today? And let things come into you. And that's, I think, something that is sometimes difficult in the corporate world, especially if you're highly invested in what you're doing. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I know that when I was thinking about branching off to do my own thing, it was really hard to balance the full-time job with the side projects. There's just not enough energy and time in your day to do both. It's very hard to juggle the two. It's hard and frustrating because as soon as you start opening the window to something that actually lights up a bulb for you, you don't want to be doing the other thing anymore. 
Yeah. And it's like two antagonistic things that really torn you apart. What's the best career advice you've ever received? I received it from my brother-in-law years ago because I was telling him how lucky I was that I was doing an internship in Miami when I'm French originally from Paris and my friends and mates were all in France in Paris, gray and dark and rainy when I was working in Miami, sunny Miami by the beach. And he said to me, actually, you know, Audrey, you create your own opportunities and you made that happen for yourself. And I think that was so true what he said, you know, we create our own opportunities. It depends what you set your mind to do. I've always followed that in life. If I want to do something and if I want to live a better life, it falls on to me to create that opportunity. I'm totally with you on that, Audrey. I definitely, I'm not, I'm not a big believer in fate. I'm definitely a big believer in hard work and trying to create your own opportunities. Your luck only takes you so far, right? You, then you've got to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Being a go-getter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then finally, what's one habit that has consistently served you well throughout this journey? You know, the habit, or I think it's more like a personality thing. I um, treat everyone with respect and with genuine care. And in my career as, you know, a top manager, when I was visiting my markets and I was uh, discussing with the beauty advisors that were working on the shop floor and I always, always took the time to get to know people I was working with and treat everyone equally and being very humble by the, the informations and the things that they were giving me because I was learning from everyone. So never neglect anyone you meet because that person on your path can teach you something interesting and can actually give you so much. You always think you're going to teach people things, but actually I think people teach you so much more if you listen. Great habit to have because the world is small and you can uh, not only learn a lot from people, but you also might run into people when you least expect it. It's been really great to hear your story, Audrey, not only the shift between the corporate world and moving into natural medicine, but also your decision to return back to school to help you get there. If people want to learn more about you or they want to learn more about Iswari, where can they go to find out more? Well, if they want to find out more about Iswari, it's easy to go to iswari.net or .co.uk. And about myself, at the moment, I'm on LinkedIn. And I'm thinking and working on probably starting my own blog or website further down the line to talk about my own experience in the natural and the naturopathic world and nutrition. I'm telling everybody about Iswari because uh, <laughs> I now sprinkle it on my breakfast cereal every single day. We put it on our yogurt every single day. So we're addicts. Thank you so much, Audrey, for your time. It's been really interesting to hear your story. And I wish you the best in your studies and in your time at Iswari and hope it all goes well for you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to share. So I hope you enjoyed hearing Audrey's thoughts on using your emotions to inform your career decisions and being patient with yourself along the way. Now it's time to wrap up with today's Mental Fuel, where I'll be sharing my own thoughts on the upside of career dabbling. This is the part of the show called Mental Fuel, where I finish the show with a brief personal story related to one of the topics we covered today and wrap up with a simple challenge for you to help you move forward with your own career goals. 
So for today's Mental Fuel, I'm going to leave you with a few closing thoughts on one of the ideas Audrey touched on, which was giving yourself room to explore. Then I'll finish by sharing a free resource to help you come up with some simple, low-risk ways to tinker with some ideas in your own career. So as you heard Audrey mention, giving yourself room to explore and to wander around a bit can actually be really clarifying. And I can definitely think of times during my own career when dabbling, tinkering, or exploring were really helpful. In episode two, I talked about how I left medical school after two weeks because I just wasn't happy with the direction it was taking me. And what happened after that was basically three solid years of total confusion because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life instead. So I took a job at a health policy consulting firm in Washington, D.C., which I have to admit now wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it seemed to be a really good step at the time because... I at least knew I was interested in business, at least broadly speaking. So pretty quickly, I decided that the world of health policy wasn't exactly my forte, and the lifestyle of corporate consulting wasn't exactly the best fit for me either. But I was at a great company, and I loved the people and the culture there, so I decided to learn as much as I could from that job, try to give it 100%, and use my time outside of work to explore a couple different ideas, basically to dabble kind of similar to what Audrey talked about, I just tried to give myself permission to explore some of my interests outside of work. For example, I wasn't entirely sure after medical school that I'd made the right decision to leave. So I ended up enrolling in an emergency medical technician course in Washington, DC and became a certified EMT. I had a really short-lived stint doing that, uh, volunteering on ambulance runs in the Washington, D.C. area, which was extremely stressful. And I very quickly realized medicine wasn't right for me. So that definitely put the nail in the coffin on the whole medical career idea. On a completely different note, I also became a salsa dance instructor in the evenings at a local Cuban restaurant down the street in Washington, D.C. I'd always loved salsa dancing, and I loved teaching it to other people. And I knew it was never going to be my full-time career. Like, I wasn't going to become a full-time salsa dance instructor, but it was a lot of fun. And it was also fun starting my own little side business. Back at work, I also got involved in a corporate branding project. I was involved in a project to rename the company and help develop a new corporate identity, which was my first foray into branding. And I absolutely loved it. A little did I know at the time, but that ended up planting the seeds that grew into my eventual career in brand management and now personal branding. Now, I'm telling you all this because I think dabbling gets a bit of a bad rap. The Oxford Dictionary defines dabbling as taking part in an activity in a casual or superficial way. And I think in the world of career planning, this idea of dabbling or exploring oftentimes has an especially negative connotation. And I was guilty of judging people in this way myself when I was a hiring manager back in the corporate world reviewing candidates' resumes. You think of someone dabbling in their career or meandering in their career, and you think of somebody who doesn't have focus, or maybe you think they don't know what they want to do with their life, or they're just totally lost. On top of this, if you're the one actually doing the dabbling, it can feel a little unsettling. It can feel like a waste of time. And I can tell you, I felt like I was wandering aimlessly while everyone else around me seemed to be smoothly moving forward in their careers. And I think the thing I struggled with the most was feeling like I didn't have a direction to my career yet. And when I was exploring around, I just kind of felt like each passing day 
was another day when I was falling a little farther behind. But when you're dabbling, it may help you eliminate some career paths that are wrong for your life. When you're exploring, it may plant some seeds that could grow into an actual role in the future. And when you're testing something out that you've never tried before, but have always wanted to, you just never know where it may eventually take you. If you give yourself permission to wander a little bit, you might just end up giving yourself a little gift that may not get revealed until later on in your life. And this reminds me of a Steve Jobs quote during his 2005 Stanford commencement address that had a huge impact on my own life. And he said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path. My challenge to you is to give yourself permission to explore. When you think about all the ideas sitting in the back of your head, which one do you want to give yourself permission to explore? Not later this year, not later this month, but right now. If you want some ideas of realistic, low-risk steps you can take to explore something new in your own career, you can download a free list of 10 simple ways you can do this at careerrelaunch.net slash episode nine, where you can also find a summary of the key ideas and links mentioned today. While you're there, feel free to leave me a comment or question about an idea you've decided to explore. And if you want to help support this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe or leave a positive review for the show on iTunes. You can also do that right there at careerrelaunch.net slash episode nine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Relaunch and a special thank you to Audrey Lamarck for joining us. This episode was mixed by Raid Sandtrack. Electrocardiogram wrote and performed our original theme song. I'm Joseph Liu, and I'll see you next time. 